Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. In this episode, Patrick shares some stories about the beginning of his music career. We talk about bands who have multiple lead singers. We get a little dark with some death and spirituality talk and much, much more. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at RaisedOnTheRadioSTL at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now we're going to play a track from our good friends in the band Inimical Drive. This new track that just came out is called Back to Life. Make sure that you follow Inimical Drive on all of the socials, YouTube for the new music video, and all that good stuff. So you can rock out to this track here, and this is going to lead you into the episode.
Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show. I am Colt Brocado, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoom land as usual. Sir, last episode, we talked about Radiohead. And I couldn't remember. You told me one. the two songs I mentioned was Karma Police and Creep that were the main ones that I knew. And you told me to watch a music video for one of them. Which was it? Karma Police. It was Karma Police? And you said that music video is awesome? I love that music video. It's you know, I it's it. nothing. What what it, it's a it's a car, and, and a guy running running in front of a car, and then and you, he uh, just sets pan, himself on fire, and then it just pans to him singing in the car. I, <laughs> the dude sets himself on fire. I know, but still. Yeah, what, what what were you expecting? <laughs> I don't know. When somebody says the music video is freaking awesome, I was expecting more than that. I'm sorry. Maybe you got my expectations a little bit too high on that one. I, uh, <laughs> it's a good build. It's a steady build. I don't fucking a, a know. A steady build it, for four minutes of a song? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever watch Apex Twin Come to Daddy? Because I know I told you to check that music video Yeah, out. that was the really weird one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That one's super weird. Yeah. But that's a great music video as well. Now, see, that I like. Maybe, that, maybe that's why my expect- expectations were so high for this one, is because last time you told me a music video was so cool, and it was. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I mean, from what I remember, I probably haven't seen that music video in 10 years, but I remember it being cool. Okay. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's bland like Radiohead. Well. Maybe it fits their sound. Some would agree with you. Some would agree with you. (laughs) Some. Just some. Just some. Although uh, Creep has 671 million views on YouTube. I don't remember that music video. I don't it, know that I've ever watched that music video all the way through. It's it's just them on stage. It's like a music video made out of a live performance. You know, Patrice O'Neill once said, I watched a clip of him on a radio show, and he said that's the white person's anthem, Creep. He said because okay. it makes them go through all of the emotions in, at, in, at once. Like, you know, throughout the song, they get sad, they yeah. get happy, they get angry, right? Yeah. Got a good point. I mean, I actually was like, yeah, that's probably. What did I say? You asked me one time about a band and I said it's music designed to make me hate white people. Do you remember what that is? Oh, it's hard telling. Garth Garth Brooks, probably. White Stripes. (laughs) Garth Brooks as well, but the White Stripes. (laughs) Okay. I'm trying to think. Oh, so I had a story from the last show that I never told and I was. I don't know how I thought of it, but so we were talking about tool. And I remember I was saying that, 
you know, if you have a tool shirt on, it's very likely that I'm going to keep my distance from you. Uh-huh. So here's a funny story. So when I was 18 years old, probably like just out of high school, I was auditioning for bands and trying to trying to find bands to play in. And I get a phone call because I, I think I posted an ad on, I don't know, I to be honest with you, if I was 18, I don't know where it would have been, but maybe I put an ad up like a, a flyer up at like a guitar center or something like that. Old, but old school days right like, there. But like, hey, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I have a question. Was this for vocals? Like you wanted to be a singer in a band? Yeah. Yeah. So you knew yeah. at that point that you thought you had something like what age? No, was, what no, age no, no. was I that? I was terrified. I was terrified <laughs> to do it, but I had to just try. Just, be, you know? just on your own. Like nobody was pushing you to do it. You're just like, I got to try this. No, no one was pushing me to do it. Huh? No. Okay. They were pushing me to college. That's about it. Um, <laughs> but so I, I might've put like vocals and or guitar. And I was even at that point because the music, the way that music was at that point, like I just felt like as a guitar player, I was like, I don't know if I have much to offer here to a band, you know, like mm-hmm. songwriting. Sure. But anyway, so I get a phone call from this guy and he goes, yeah, I read your, read your ad. And so we just started chatting and, and so we, we were talking about like, what bands do you like and this and that. And, you know, so I was probably me personally, I was probably like Incubus, Deftones and his response to, to that was, Oh, I like a perfect circle. I'm like, Oh, I like a perfect circle. Also that's, that's a good call, you know? Mm-hmm. And those three bands fit in together a little bit right now. When I'm 18, I have the same distaste for Tool fans as I do now. Okay. I never liked Tool. Yeah. I never got it. And I didn't like the kids that like Tool in school. <laughs> so I invite this guy and another guy in his band. I'm using air quotes there over to my, I'm still living with my, was I living with my parents? Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was after I had already been out on my own and I had to move back because I just had to, you know, when you're 18, you blow all your money or you can't find a place to live. So it was a transitional period. We'll call it that. But I was 18. So I invite them over to my parents' house to audition or whatever it would be. And they both walk up and they're both wearing tool shirts. And I was like, fuck me. I am not. So like, and I remember seeing it from afar too, because the tool, the one tool shirt that was super popular when I was in high school was the fucking one that looked like a dick. It was like a, it was like a, a, a tool and looked like a penis. I, I can't explain it. Anyway, they both walk up wearing the same shirt, that, <laughs> that same shirt. I was like, you didn't say on the phone that you were a tool fan, but I should have just put two and two together that, okay, he likes perfect circle. He definitely likes tool. And I was like, fuck, do I kick these guys out now? Or do I run through this? So <laughs> And I, so they end up staying, we, we, we jam a little bit. It's fine. It, it, and so I, I actually, for a little while there jammed with them, but nothing came of it. Um, they were very, they were incredibly lazy dudes, incredibly lazy. Like we would show up and we were like paying for a rehearsal space, which is another thing too. Like, I think that's foreign to people at this point in 2022, like paying to play somewhere. Maybe not, For, but it seems like a very people, dated, archaic thing. Foreign because people like do it in their basement now or they just, yeah, they have a place to do it. I don't yeah. know. It, it seems like a, an archaic idea. I could be wrong. 
but yeah, we, we, and this is another thing. So we, we, we rehearsed at a place called Berserker Studios, recording studio, record store slash rehearsal spaces. Okay. And it was right across the street or maybe next door to, oh God, what was the skate park called? Um, damn, I had it earlier because I was just replaying all this stuff in my head. Ramp Riders. Ramp Riders, a skate park. So it was like, if you're 18, you're into the music scene, you're into the skate scene. This was like the place to be. It's, that was downtown. So rented a rehearsal space with these guys and we would get together and they would just sit there for two hours, just smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee, drinking Pepsi. We'd just do nothing. And I, I finally was like, hey guys, next, next rehearsal, do you want me to bring my guitar and my gear and I'll show you some riffs that I have? They're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, do that. And so next rehearsal, I show up with my guitar, play a few riffs. Dude's like, hell yeah. But let me sit here and just chain smoke for a little <laughs> bit and really like vibe out. Like they would put up like lava lamps and like, I'm like, dudes, can we just play? How, what are we doing? How old were these guys? They were a little bit older than me. Uh, I want to say they were both like maybe 20, 21. Okay. Maybe not. But I think I, I do recall they were older than me. But yeah. We just did nothing. We just sit there and do nothing. I was just like, this is dumb. That was my first real glimpse into like, oh, this is going to be harder than I thought. <laughs> like find, find, finding a group of guys that see eye to eye with me. And look at me now. Here I am just doing it all on my own. Uh -huh. But so uh, I think those was, are good learning experiences though, you know? So that was what, 20 years ago? Ish, right? How old do you think I am, dude? Yeah, that was 20, that was 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. how long has a, a Perfect Circle been around? So their record, their first record probably came out in 2000, 2001. And I might be getting the timeline wrong here. And let me double check. So if that's the case, then they weren't around very long before this all went down. No, not at all. Okay. And to be honest with you, I might have been, I might, no, 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 they were, yeah. Well, they formed in 99 and uh, Mardinams came out in 2000. Yeah. So okay. I was right on track with my timeline here. How dare you doubt me? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't doubt me. Yeah, yeah, no. So and it, like I said, those are, that's a good learning experience. I have plenty of those stories, you know, I think after that too, oh man. I wish I could remember. I, it had to have been an ad I put at Guitar Center because I definitely didn't have the internet. I didn't have a computer. Yeah. I did, you know, it existed and people used it back then, but it was very new still in the year 2000. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's got to be. Hmm. But, um, isn't it, isn't it crazy in 20 years how much things have changed from that aspect? Like when it comes to how we, how bands do everything, literally everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those two guys actually started a tool tribute band <laughs> way later, like 10 years later. <laughs> Swear to God. Swear to God. But after I, uh, after I played with them for a little bit, I found another band that was actually kind of like established, but they were, they were like a hardcore band. And I remember thinking like, well, I kind of want to, I don't want to scream. I just, I want to sing. Maybe I'll scream every once. I didn't know what I wanted to do vocal. Like it took me a long time, but like, so 
I remember going to rehearse with them or like try out for them or whatever. Oh no. So this is after. So I remember what I did. They were like, yeah, we have a song on the internet. And I was like, fuck, I don't have the internet. I'm like, but I'll find a way to listen to it. I went to the library and listened to their song over and over, trying to learn the old vocalists lines. And it was a disaster. (laughs) They didn't like me. (laughs) They didn't like me. Wasn't a good fit. Those dudes, what did they turn into? They turned into a band that got fairly established in St. Louis too. I can't remember the name. It it would take me a long time, but yeah, you, those are good learning lessons because you meet the types of personalities that want to be in bands and you discover quickly like, Oh shit, I don't, I don't see eye to eye with people on this. So it's going to take me a long time to find, not that I ever have. It's always been a, for the most part, a fucking nightmare. But. <laughs> well, I said it's weird, like in the past 20 years, how things have changed for everything for bands. Does does that include like in a recording studio? Like, do you think the way oh, that yeah. bands record is a lot different now? Not just like the advancement of the technology, but just like the way that bands actually record. Is it a lot different now than it used to be? It can be. It can be, but I think it just depends. But yeah, I mean... Yes. Yes. It is way different. Okay. It is way different. But I, but this is all anecdotal. I don't know. Some bands probably do it. Well, like when we talk to inimical, I asked the stupid question if the, the album was going to be electronic drums, mind you, they have one of the best drummers in music. Forget right. about just in St. Louis, just in music. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that was a stupid question. Of course they tracked live drums. Like, come on. Uh, but a lot of bands don't. Um, you know, obviously me, I'm doing everything on my own. I cannot play the drums. So electronic drums is what you get, people. So so <laughs> even so even bands that do have like a really good drummer, some of them will still do electronic drums? Yeah. And is yeah, it is, well is it just because it can sound better? Or I mean that that seems mm, that sounds like a pretty uh like an insult to your drummer. Yeah, but uh, it can be. And there are a lot of drummers who wouldn't allow it, but I think electronic drums do sound a lot of times you can tell, and again, I shouldn't be the one speaking to this. We should have a drummer on to talk about this. But for me, there are a lot of times where I go, oh, yeah, electronic drums sound better for this song, this this sound. But, you know, the last the last record I put out with Monster, you know, I mean, it was electronic drums. Oh, really? Yeah. And I mean, Alex is one of the best drummers again, like in music, in my opinion, like he's really good. Um, and he's been called really good by producers and, you know, like this isn't just my opinion, but yeah, no, he was just like, yeah, it'll be electronic. No big deal. I was like, okay. All right. Huh. But, and again, that's, that's just my one experience, you know, I don't know. I think it's, again, this is a question for a drummer. I, I don't speak drummer. But you can definitely notice. And I think early on, I would say, you know, 15 years ago, if a band did use electronic drums, people talk shit about it. And who cares? You know, speaking of drums, this just popped in my head. I don't remember who the band was. I would have to look it up. But I just seen something on Facebook the other day about a drummer who uh, was in the middle of a festival in the middle of their set. And he his in-ear stopped working. 
So there was a crew guy and there's this video of this crew guy going over and just using a drumstick to tap on the guy's leg. So he kept, kept the, uh, what well, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't speak drummer either. What kept the metronome, I guess it is considered yeah. or whatever the, for the, for the rest of their set for like another four or five songs. thought that's pretty crazy. Good on that guy. Yeah. And you said this was a, what, what band? You know, I, I don't remember. It was a big, it was a, seemed like a big festival though. Huh? Yeah. I mean, those guys are, I would be terrified to be a tech also. And, and I don't know why. I mean, I, but we have friends that do it and I don't know. It would just, it feels like a lot of pressure, but I guess after you do it for so long, it's like, it's autopilot. It's fucking karaoke. You just do it, you know, but yeah, I'm sure you go through enough mistakes too that, you know, once you get to a certain point, you're like, okay, if this happens, this is what we do. If this happens, this is what we do. This is the fastest way to fix this issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's it's having 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 toured and been on tour as someone who wasn't playing in the band and being around techs, it takes a special kind of personality as well. You really have to have like a uh I don't know. You have to have like a fuck it personality almost. I've never, I've never met a tech that's stressed about anything in their life. You know, <laughs> they're willing to just go with the flow. It was super bizarre. I was at a party once and I don't remember. I don't remember whose it was, but uh, so I remember back in the early two thousands. Oh no, it was the Metallica did a tour where it was them Limp Bizkit. Deftones and Mudvayne. You know what I'm talking about? What is that called? Summer Sanitarium Tour? Something like that. Okay. And Mudvayne, you're going to make fun of me again for being a Mudvayne super fan here, but so Mudvayne put out a DVD from their time on that tour and their drum tech on the DVD was at this party I was at, right? And he had a few moments in the DVD where he talked about being the drum tech. And when I met the guy, I was like, hey, you're don't you tech for such and such from Mudvayne? He's like, yeah. And I, I go and I start talking to him and his personality completely matched the way he was on that DVD. Meaning like just a drum tech here to, here to do it. Like he was just like a dude, you know, and didn't <laughs> yeah. care just being a dude. Yeah. Didn't want attention. Didn't want like accolades, like whatever, which I guess you shouldn't if you're a tech, but I don't know. But yeah, well, I remember meeting him and he was just like the same person. He was a really nice guy. Wish could, I could remember that guy's name. Could you imagine being like the drum tech for, say, Tommy Lee? Oof. Especially with all nice. the stuff that he does where he like flips upside down and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah, that probably has its own tech. Yeah, I'm sure. Aside from just being the drum tech. Right. But but yeah, so being around those guys, you they're they're really a specific type of personality. But I probably, that's probably why I could never do it because I stress about everything and have anxiety about everything. So, yeah, you know, I don't think, I don't think that's the type of person that takes, but the, 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 <laughs> so the tool guys, I remember the, the berserker studios we rehearsed at, there would be, <laughs> man, so much has come back thinking about this, but so there, you remember when we, we talked about machine gun Kelly covering aerials, Mm-hmm. In one of the rooms there, there would be this guy, just a dude who would come. And I don't even know if he was in a band, but he would just come and rehearse guitar there. And I always thought it was bizarre. I was like, why don't you just do it at your house? I guess it's because he wanted to fucking 
shred, you know, and really play loud. And I guess he's, he's probably in a studio apartment, couldn't do it, whatever. But I remember one of the times we were there, he was learning the song Ariel's. And uh, it was taking him what seemed like an extra amount of time to get it down. And I remember thinking, this might not be the best song for you, bro. You don't seem to understand. <laughs> and it just made me think about, we said like, I'm Machine Gun Kelly. That's just not a song for you. Maybe that's not a song for anybody. Unless I learn that on guitar here this weekend, if I have time and see how difficult it is. I've never tried. You should try to sing it too. I can sing it. No problem. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can. Easy. Can you? Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll film a video of me doing it. No, right. It really is not a difficult song to sing. It's just, like I said, that guy's got a, a special kind of thing with his voice. It's just different, you know? Yeah. It's hard to explain. But, um, and I remember, so that guy was covering that, trying to cover that song. And then the next door over, there was a fucking death metal band. And I mean, every... When I say death metal, death metal. Um, and they would always come out after they were done rehearsing. They'd listen to that guy. They'd talk to that guy. And they would talk shit about System of a Down. And they would they would go, dude, why are you trying to learn that fucking Poser's riffs? And he's like, we would all be like, Poser, what are you talking about? Like, he fucking ripped all of his riffs off, that dude from that System of a Down band. All of those riffs, they're stolen. And we we're like, well, who did he steal them from? And they were like, you ever heard of a band called Carcass? I'm like, I have. I don't know how he ripped off Carcass. I don't know how you hear aerials and you hear a Carcass rip off, but I guess. And it, so then it got like, we would really like test the theory. We'd put on that record and then we'd try to, you know, no one had a fucking, I didn't have a Carcass CD, but we'd try to find somebody that had a Carcass CD and like listen and compare. And we we're like, dude, we don't get it. But I trust this death metal dude. He probably knows better than me. So I'm just going to run with it. And then I started saying like, yeah, if I try to be cool and be like, he ripped off carcass. People be like, bro, do you even know who carcass is? You're wearing a Pennywise shirt. You don't listen to carcass. Right. Well, I'm also, don't think, worry about it. I'm also thinking, you know, when we talked about tool, we talked about Deftones and said that those are bands where if you're in, you're all in and there's, there's not much else besides them. If you're into death metal, like there's, you're not into anything else, right? <laughs> like it, it's it, uh, you're not into d- death metal and pop punk like those two i don't think those two things go together yeah well I'll, I'll surprise you right now so i knew a guy he was in a band here he he's originally from the death metal scene in florida which is like considered to be where it became really popular in the united states anyway like i, I want to say that he knew like the dudes and like suffocation and shit but i you know i don't this is why i'm not saying the guy's name because i could be wrong about all of this i'm just trying to piece together my memory here but he uh but one thing i do know for sure about him or remember for sure about him is he was a really good death metal really good drummer but he preferred to play death metal but he also really liked pop music and electronic music and a band he was really into when they came out was paramore whoa so much so that i remember i hadn't seen him in quite some time and I went and saw Paramore at the pageant and he was there. Like I saw him there and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this about you. You really did. And he's like, yeah, no, no, I can't help it. I'm like, huh? at least you admit it. I don't know. I mean, you were, you were there too. Were you there on your own or were you there with, so, were you there to see Paramore like you or were you with someone who was there to see Paramore? No, I was there to see Paramore for sure. Okay. Yeah. I like Paramore. Okay. Uh, I don't remember who they played with though. And it was their show. Maybe. 
is I know I've seen them a couple of times. I saw them at the pageant. And I can't remember who was their show. And then I saw them open up for No Doubt. Yeah. Which was, yeah. I don't remember much from that show either. I don't even know if I stayed for No Doubt. I don't think I, I probably I, should have. I don't but. think I would. I mean, I like, I, I like and appreciate No Doubt, like early No Doubt, the stuff that came out when I was a kid. But yeah. I call that like, hella good and like songs like that i was like yeah okay and i like pop music and i was like this feels like it's even a little bit too much for me which seems hypocritical i understand but it just it just wasn't for me i wasn't the target demo of that music i don't think so this is shifting a l- differently a little bit in music but so when i was mowing the yard the other day i turned on do you know the band just surrender i do you do do you like them uh, again, it's another band I haven't really like dug, dug deep into their catalog, but I mean, I've, I know some songs have come up and I like, yeah, I mean, well, that, that, that one album, I think it's called if these streets could talk, uh, is a, an album that I really like, but I, I was wondering, and maybe it's, I'm just having a big brain fart. I don't know, but how many bands do you know of that you like that have like two legit or more than one legit lead singer? to where they actually pass vocals off to each other, like full on uh, hooks, you know, hooks and stuff to each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's not, it's not that many, right? Not that many meaning like the ones that I like. Well, in in general, I'm just trying trying to think of even like mainstream bands and stuff. How many actually have, there is that little band called Lincoln park. Okay, I I personally put that into a little bit of different a category because it. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. Because well, I'm I'm, they, I'm thinking of like the the rock the um, rock and rap element together, or hip hop element together. I guess, but I guess I guess yeah, that should be the same thing. I, guess I mean, that's how it started, but it definitely evolved into Mike Shinoda yeah. did a shit ton of hooks and did a lot yeah. of singing. Yeah. And, but I mean, well, they're the, they're the staple. They're the, they're, there's, they are where you start. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess so. I guess. Uh, but I still feel like there's, like there's not that many. Well, there were a lot during the new metal time. Well, not a lot, but there were, there were quite a few. Let me think here. Darwin's waiting room is one. You don't know who that is. Do you? You're good. I have a feeling you're going to name a lot of bands that I've never heard of in my entire yeah, life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let me not do that then. <laughs> Because this will just be me going, do you know that band? No. Um, I would say a more recent one, and unfortunately, it's not the lineup of the band anymore, would be the band Crown the Empire. Oh, the lineup uh, The lineup of the band changed? Yeah. So the guitar player who did a lot of the singing and did a lot of the hooks is no longer in the band. Oh, okay. But they put out a record. What is it called? Let me look on my phone here. Because I, I got, got it. I, I got, I'm so bad with titles. I got really into one of their albums, um, but I can't remember. Was it called Millennia or something like that? Mm, Jesus. Here, I'll get it here. Give me a sec. Sorry. You're good. No, it's called uh, Retrograde. Okay. It came out in 2000, 2016. It is a fantastic record. Fantastic. I'll so check like it out. both that's of those lot, guys. That's a lot more uh, recent than I was thinking about. That's what. That's a lot more recent than the one that I had gotten into because it had to. Oh, you had to have been stuff earlier than that. Yeah, I had to have been. I didn't even, dude. How bad is this? I didn't even really listen to them until I heard one of those songs, and they had already been out for a while. I knew they were a band, but I think the stuff I heard, I was like, no. Yeah, I I honestly don't even know how I 
I found them because I don't know. Let's see. I'm pretty sure that yeah. al- that album's called Millennia. Let's see. No, the, it was called Resistance, I think. Yeah, it was the one before. How did you go from Millennia to Resistance? Because the the, the third song on the album's called Millennia. Okay. And it was one of the bigger that songs off the album. Anyways. Who is the guy? What's the guy's name that's no longer in the band? He's a fantastic singer. Ah, God, they've had a shit ton of former members. Good God. Really? Oh, my God. Uh, his name was... So it would have been Dave Escamilla is the guy's name. Okay. But yeah, he was, and he was in another band that a pretty popular band also. I, I can't keep up with these. I mean, dude, but um, yeah, that's one I could think of recent. There's, we came as Romans, which I believe both of those guys sing. Maybe not. Maybe they do now. I know back in the day they didn't so much. There's a lot of those metal core-ish, small core bands that had to, I want to say, became pretty popular. Okay. But uh, Wage War is a recent one. Oh, yeah. I forgot about I mean, them. Homie That Screams doesn't really sing all that often, but on the newest record, he does quite a bit more than he ever has. And that's a great... Have you heard that record? Uh, yeah. What's the big song on it? Um, crap. Uh, Manic? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you Manic. know, they yeah. were they were just Man, at, look at me. I remember the song title. <laughs> Holy shit. They were just at the red flag, weren't they? Yeah, I'm so pissed. Uh why did I miss it? Oh, that, that's when my entire household besides me was sick. Oh, nice. And then I became sick shortly after that. Nice. Yeah. I wanted to go to that badly. And I saw videos, people posted videos. I was like, oh motherfucker. <laughs> but look, they'll be back around because they're dude, that record's really good. Really good. Um, and I'm actually quite surprised that amongst critics and pundits and people that love to hate when bands change their sound, uh, which they, uh, to me, they didn't change that much. I mean, they did, but uh, you know, but um, it's been received really well, which is, I'm surprised the first time I listened to it, I go, man, I love this, but I know so many people are going to shit on it. And it hasn't really been that that way. Like Finn McKinty, he was one that I actually thought of when I heard it. I go, he's going to shit on this so hard. And he did a review of it and he actually really liked it. So I was kind of surprised, but that's what uh, a lot of people did with bring me the horizon too. Right. Which, which record um, is it? Amo or AMO. Is that what it's called? Oh, dude, that is such a good record. I know. I really liked it, but I know that like, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it, it got did, shit on. It, it got shit yeah, on big time. It did yeah. seem like a big shift though. Not in a bad way, but a big shift from their normal, but they've had a lot of shifts, man. When they first started, they were hard. Yeah, I think they've been changing ever so slightly with every record. And yeah. I think it's been great. I think the change, like, dude, that record's so good. Man. That's like, yeah. if you like pop music and you like hard rock or aggressive music, it's a perfect combination of the two, in yeah. my opinion. But that that's again that's like that's the that's a sound that is is right up my alley you know and it's not even necessarily that i'm a giant fan of that band i don't like any other hard stuff not for yeah. me uh i just thought it was very corny um i started listening when they you know when uh 
Oh, is that song called uh, Tear? Uh, Can you feel my heart? Jesus, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's yeah. where that's and where I, I was I at f- too. I fucked yeah. up that synth part, but uh, yeah. Um, How House of, couldn't quite get the melody in my head. House of Wolves is on that record too. Yeah, that's a that's a really good. Yeah, a really good record. Avalanche but, and do that. So from that, then to the record with Throne and wait. you know all those songs to. Eh? Okay. Yeah. We. Okay. This isn't the first time we've talked about this, and each time we talk about it, we get it wrong. <laughs> you would think we would learn our lesson by now to no. just not try to. No. But, Why? Uh, it's kind of funny. So there was a. I walked into an event on Sunday, and a band member comes up to me. A band dude, I should say, friend of mine, but comes up to me, or I go up to him and I say hello and. He goes, man, I got to tell you, I got to, I got to be honest with you. I talk shit about you on a podcast. I was like, what? And it's not the gutter punk poser, by the way, <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. But he goes, yeah, I talk shit about you on a podcast. And he's like, I wanted to tell you in case you listened to it or heard it. And he's, he's like, I didn't specifically say your name, but I specifically mentioned a moment. And he's like, I know you would know it was you. I was like, oh can I guess? And I actually guessed the moment that he was talking. <laughs> he used to be in a band with me. Okay. Let's just say that. But I guessed the moment he was talking about. And I was like, dude, I hated that moment too. Trust me. I don't know what I was thinking in the moment, but I know exactly what you're saying. Okay. I'll tell you a quick story. So we played with, when we played with Seether at the pageant, it was a, it was a point ho-ho show. So it was Christmas time. And, um, we had this Mariah Carey intro, uh, all I want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. Now up to that point, like we're, we're in the dressing room, we're getting ready to go on stage. We're getting hyped up and we didn't have much of a sound check and it was kind of a, a not so pleasant evening for us to start because a certain band who will remain nameless had a giant oversized drum riser that needed to stay on the stage. They were playing in between us and Seether. Their name rhymes with Mammon's Barvest. And so okay. they had an oversized drum riser on the stage that they couldn't remove from the stage. Now, we were supposed to get a real check because we were the opening band. Well, their sound check took longer than expected. And as we're watching them sound check, we're looking at that giant drum riser and we're thinking, there's no fucking way they leave that on stage, right? Like, what room am I going to have to walk? And we're talking about the pageant. I'll say, how big is this thing? Giant, giant. If I can, I have videos of the show. I'll send you videos. It's enormous. I had to do, I had to do like an L to get around the stage at the pageant for fuck's sake. So sure enough, they're loading their, their, their amps off the stage and all the stuff. And man, nobody's attending to that drum riser. And I look around at everybody. I'm like, you've got to be fucking joking me, right? And no, it stayed on the stage. And I politely, politely asked the sound guy. I was like, hey, uh, just curiosity. No big deal. But is that drum riser going to stay while we play? He's like, yeah, they can't, it can't be moved. It has to be broken down completely to get off the stage. And I'm thinking, we'll break it down. Get it off the stage. <laughs> I will help you. <laughs> yeah, we'll help. Get it off the stage. So that immediately like puts a damper. It just, it just puts, it's a bad start to the night, but we got over it. It's fine. Had a good show. Right. So, but during the intro, 
Now, because we didn't have much of a sound check and because it's the pageant and because it's Seether and it is sold out, you know, sold out pageant crowd, you know, you start having a few beers to get rid of the nerves. Right. So I'm not nervous at all. At this point in my life, I'm not nervous to play any show of any size. Right. At this point, I've already played a sold out pageant show. I'm not bragging or anything like that, but I've done it a couple of times. So I'm not nervous. However, we're standing there and this Mariah Carey intro starts and I have a wireless mic. And I just remember thinking I didn't get much of a check and I don't know what happened, but like an evil spirit took over my body. Right. And right as the Mariah Carey intro starts, I just go check, check like that into the mic. And it just echoed throughout the pageant. Right. Just like loud as fuck. And then everyone in my band, especially the person who talks shit about me on this podcast, looked at me like, what are you doing, bro? And I remember shaking my head like, guys, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> it was just like I had an, a seizure or a fucking aneurysm right there. And uh, it so it was funny when he told me this. I go, dude, I know exactly what moment you're talking about. And I mentioned it. And he's like, that's the one. He's like, he's like, I just talk shit. He's like, I didn't like talk shit like necessarily like, but he was like, it's one of my biggest pet peeves when singers do that. And then uh, I was like, yeah, man, I hated it in the moment, too. And I remember you even shooting me a look. He's like, dude, I didn't shoot you a look. He's like, I wanted to kill you. I was like, yeah, I get it. So I think what may have happened is I may have watched videos of Limp Bizkit Live from like 1999, the (laughs) night before or two nights before. And it might have been what it might have been the influence. But who knows? But what? So it was. It's a pet peeve of his when they do that. Why? What? Like right before you're going on or? I don't, I don't understand. How yeah. It's a pretty play. annoying thing to do, dude. I, I understand exactly what he's saying. It's okay. very, it's very much like, well, for me, and I don't know what this was. Thinking. We didn't like dive deep into it. I know why it's a pet peeve for a lot of people, because it's like, you've already had your sound check. It's the same thing. If a guitar player went during the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's not planned, gotcha. if the, if the band has an understanding, like we're going to do something goofy during the intro to like get people amped up, like we're about to take the stage. I didn't have that discussion with anyone. Like I said, an evil spirit took over (laughs) and I just did this stupid thing. But also as a vocalist, I know that it looks like I was trying to be the center of attention in that moment, Mm -hmm. which is, it's rude. It's rude to do the rest of your band. You know, if you have the understanding that you're not going to do anything until you walk out on stage and you get counted by the drummer, don't fucking make a noise. Don't make a peep. Right. Yeah. And I broke that rule. I broke the rule and I, I owned it. I still own it. So I was like, nah, dude, talk shit about me. I'm an idiot. It's like one of those moments, like you have good moments, you have bad moments on stage. That's definitely one of the moments I was like, fuck, that was cringe. Why did I do that? I don't know. I think I'm blaming Fred Durst. That's I'm gonna <laughs> stick to I'm gonna stick to the that. But I, I'm surprised when he told you that that you when he said, dude, I talk shit about you on a podcast, I'm surprised you weren't like, so you're not the first. Definitely but, not first. But why? No, now? He, he already knows about <laughs> he already knows about gutter punk posing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, dude, he was, all things considered, that moment that we're referring to, where someone did talk shit, he was talking about this guy too. He wasn't just talking about me. You right. Know? Is is it but, is it weird to you that that small moment in time that long ago came up on a podcast now? Uh well, dude, I mean, I have a long history of playing shows with this guy. And okay. So to, to be honest with you, uh, he's a dude that I've always gotten along with musically speaking and just outside of band stuff. 
you know, we've just always clicked. So no, I don't, I don't think so. It was kind of funny. We, I was going through old pictures last night. Um, I was clear. Well, one, I was clearing out my phone, making sure everything was on my computer and I found a bunch of old band picks and I showed my wife, one of me and this dude. And it was from the block, the block, the last block party I played. And I didn't know these. I forgot that I had these pictures and honestly, I forgot they existed, but it was a, just a picture of us on stage rocking out, but I'm like in the middle of doing something and he's looking at me like a huge shitty and grin on his face, like smiling. And we always, he was always one of the dudes who we just got along on the stage. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have many vivid memories of other band members of mine smiling at me and being <laughs> truly happy to be rocking out with me. There, there are plenty, but I'm just saying like, yeah, but he was always that guy. Should I just say this person's name? Nah, we will leave it. No, nah, no, nah, we'll you make don't have it, to leave it a mystery. You don't have to. No, no, no. Well, I'm not, I, I should, because I'm giving them, I, I'm giving them credit. Like, yeah. but anyway, uh, but I saw that picture and I was like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a great moment. I should share this with him in case he doesn't have it. But I was, when he was talking about that moment, and this is actually another funny story. I swear to God, uh, a week ago. So like a week before he tells me this, I was clearing out my Google drive. And I found the videos from that show because those videos were shared with me through Google Drive by the the company that did them. And I watched a little bit of it and that moment happened. And I was like, now I know why I haven't watched this since it happened. That's why. Just cringeworthy shit for me, of course. (laughs) Was this all all things considered, that was a good show. We did pretty well. But was this in Troy? What? The show you're talking about. The check check moment or the fucking, no 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 the this what you're talking about now? I was talking about the check check moment. The Google Drive, the Google oh, Drive see, was I the see. check check. Moment. Okay okay yeah, okay okay okay. I don't have video of the block party. Thank okay, God. <laughs> I saw that one video that that person posted or that uh, person sent to me from the back. That's all I've seen. Thank God. There's some there's some pretty decent YouTube videos out there from the latest block party. No, is, oh. that, is that what you're talking about? The last one. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking like a few years back. No. Well, the okay. last one that I did. Okay. So okay. Okay. A few years back, but. Gotcha. Okay. Wait, was the last one I did the last block party? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That went mad at me. So yeah. Okay. But um. Yeah, I should have been like, yeah, well, you're not the first person to talk shit about me, and won't be the last. <laughs> I mean, thank God there weren't podcasts. Back in the day during uh, the STL music snob days, I really would have got it hard then. I've told you about that, right? That has to have come up. Um, it seems familiar, but I don't. This dude was an internet troll. Oh, yeah, 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 had... yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And he had uh, specific pages dedicated to artists in the scene here that he didn't like. And I had it extra special attention from him. He did not like me. Right. But he, he's still around, right? Didn't you say that he, uh, fought like, like some of your stuff or something every once in a while? No, that's another guy. Oh. That's a different guy. <laughs> that's a different guy who used to troll. <sighs> he used to troll people. Let's just say that. I can't say who, uh, I, there might be. Yeah. I can't say who, but he used to troll people. But yeah, no, he uh, re- he likes some of our show stuff, some of our show clips. Okay. And some of my Rocky Rocky stuff. 
I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know if there's a troll moment coming here Let's soon. Say, yeah, maybe what, he's just collecting data. He's just collecting <laughs> it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's making a documentary about me. Cool. I might be involved. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. But uh, yeah, thank God podcasts didn't exist back then. I mean, this dude made a cartoon about me, like a cartoon character of me. Weird. And I was just like, man, you have put too much effort into this. Right. But did I tell you that I foolishly saw that guy at a bar and threatened to kick his ass? I feel like you have told me that okay. story too. Not one of my finest moments. We had been drinking for a long time that day. <laughs> we ended up at a bar and one of our mutual friends goes, hey, you know who that is? I go, no, who's that? And he tells me, I'm, not a good idea, but nothing happened. And I apologize profusely to, not to him because fuck him, but to <laughs> people that worked at the bar. Right. Because they got involved. They're like, hey, man, what are you doing fighting in our bar? I'm like, well, I'm not fighting. I'm just threatening to kill this guy. They're like, yeah, don't do that. So <laughs> I wasn't going to do anything. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, there was this event on Sunday and I saw a bunch of people from the scene. And it just like people I've not seen in forever. And I was like, whoa. You keep saying event. Are you not wanting to say where you were? Well, I went to the, I don't know if you saw it on, on, uh, Facebook, but, uh, it was a memorial to John Baruby. Oh, okay. he worked at okay. pops. And, yeah. 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 Okay. But just being at pops was like surreal. I was like, fuck, I don't know the last time I was here. Oh, they did it at pops. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. It was cool. Like uh, a couple of people got up and spoke and they just played music and we all just hung out and yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was cool to catch up with a lot of people. Do you, I mean, I if, if you if you don't want to say or you can't say or anything like that, that's fine. But do you know what happened? I actually did not get the skinny on how, I know he was sick for a long time. Yeah. All I, yeah, I, I all I had heard was I just seen people saying, hey, if you, if you want to see him, you need to do it now. Yeah. I, I don't want to speculate without knowing for sure. So I'm not even going to say okay. what I think it was. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I, you know what, to be honest with you, it was, it was, it was, it was such a cool night. Like it wasn't like a, a sad night. I didn't know. I don't think anyone really wanted to talk about it, especially after the speech someone gave, like they killed it, crushed it. Just like they invited everyone to come up and speak. So his brother spoke. And then, uh, one of, one of our, one, you know, I don't know if you know who he is, but this dude that I, myself and the guy who I was talking about, talk shit about me on the podcast. No he's better friends with him than I am. But anyway, he gets up and speaks and dude, it was five minutes of crushing just five minutes of. Yeah. So no one wanted to follow that. So no one else got up and spoke. <laughs> after that, and I don't blame him. Yeah. So it, it, it like the, the, the overall tone of the night was just really cool. I don't think anyone, well, me, I don't know. I'm sure people were talking about him and reminiscing, but I didn't want to ask negative, you know, morbid type questions of like, I, I never really heard. How did he die? Right. Because I am new to Facebook again here. So without Facebook, I wouldn't even have known for probably a full week after it happened. Whereas right. because of Facebook, I found it right away. But uh, yeah, it's a cool event, man. Very surreal. And it's just, I started talking to people that hadn't seen it in so long. And we started bringing up all these old stories. And I was like, yeah, pops. You know, I've this could take us down a dark road, I guess. But I've noticed over the past few years, at least, like, celebrations of life are becoming more and more popular and some to where they don't even really have a funeral or if they do, it's just for like very close family and friends. 
and then they just do like big celebrations of life, which is like a big party. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. I mean, I do too. And I think you, they should be done for everyone. Yeah. I grew up Catholic, so we had the proper fucking funeral, you know, yeah. and I experienced a shit ton of death at a, at a young age. So we did the, we did the, the ceremony at the funeral home. Then you drive to church, you do the mass, then you go to the burial site. And then afterwards you get fucked up. Right. Right. Yeah. But it was just like, by then you're like, so just Jesus, can we just like, you know, it's a full day of and it's it's a sadness it, and then, yeah it's it's a it's a different fucked up too like it's a sad somber like it's been a really rough day kind of thing versus like celebration of life where you're kind of like you know telling stories about some like good stories that you remember about the people and you know that right. kind of stuff and but I think if I remember correctly so I, I was listening to the it's always sunny uh it's always sunny podcast guys from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And I'm pretty right. sure it was Glenn Howerton that was talking about how he's always had this weird thing about funerals on why they even started and why anybody would want the last th- memory of someone to be them laying dead there in a box. Oh, it's crazy. And it's you know how many weird? open caskets I've been to, man. Yeah. Dude. And it's, I, I, I don't, I mean, I'm sure that it started for some reason, but I don't know. I don't know that I care to know. I'm just like, this is really weird. It, it is, but you almost just deal with it out of respect. Not yeah. almost, you deal with it out of respect. So I had a friend, yeah. we didn't talk about this on the podcast, but we talked about a bunch of shit going on, but I had a friend, a really good friend recently that passed away. Maybe I did talk about it, but uh, yeah, we were fucking shocked when we discovered it was going to be open casket. We we're like, fuck me. And I remember like, it took me a good 15, 20 minutes to get up the courage and walk up there. I started walking up and I stopped and I said, Nope. I told my, I looked at my wife and said, Nope, not right now. Not right now. Stepped aside and, you know, gathered myself like, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's a very, this podcast got morbid. It uh, did. It's a very bizarre pastime. I mean, I, I, obviously it's very religious based for some people. Like I said, I grew up Catholic. It's just what you, I don't, you know, it, it's probably going to break some people's hearts if I go early and my family, like it's going to break their hearts. But if I go early, I don't want, there better be no mentions of God at my funeral service, at my celebration of life, at anything. No disrespect. I understand why people, <laughs> you know, I'm spiritual too, just not in the same way. So like, you know, it's very, yeah, there will be no open casket. You will not see me. I will be either burned up or planted somewhere to be a tree or something like that. Or, you know, you, I told my wife, I was like, just spread my ashes over whatever the field they play baseball in Cleveland <laughs> is called when I die. Just do that. Like, just do that. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I could do, uh, just like you said, it, it took you like 30 minutes to be able to go up there. I don't, like for a good friend, I don't know that I could do it, dude. It was rough, man. I, and it was different. And that's what I kept saying to people. Like, I never had a, never had a good friend pass away. So right. it was always family members. And, you know, I haven't had grandparents forever. I didn't really, I didn't even know my grandparents really. And then all my, a lot of my aunts and uncles, because my family's so big, you know, I had three or four of my dad's brothers and sisters pass away before I was 10, you know, all mm-hmm. of which Catholic open casket, you know, did the whole fucking thing. 
And it wasn't, you know, when you're a kid too, you're kind of indifferent to it. You're like, oh, this is sad. This is a bummer. But once you're an adult, you're trying to process this. But yeah, it was just totally different. I was just like, oh, this is not, this is not how I expected. It was just weird. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We, my wife and I both were like, no fucking funeral, no fucking casket, none of this nonsense. And it's not nonsense. I, I, I'm trying not to be disrespectful, but none of this it, to us. It's just not for us. So yeah. like. But, uh, yeah, man, hopefully you don't have to experience that anytime soon. Cause it is bizarre. Right. Bizarre is not even the right word to use. It's, it's, I, I don't even know how to, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I know people that have had many, many good friends pass away, you know, at a young age. I don't know. I don't know. How, I, I, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. But, uh, how do we get into that? What the fuck? How did we get? down this path i don't know what but I, I don't know but i have a weird question Uh-oh. that goes along with this because and it's a question i was going to ask you at some point i just didn't know when it would come up so you said you're spiritual but do you like do you actually believe in like ghosts and spirits and things like that or no oh no you don't at all oh, no. okay here's the reason why i asked this do you remember the show fear on mtv yeah that show scared the piss out of me I was, I mean, well, I, I know I was a kid, but still. This, this truly shows the difference in our ages. <laughs> what did we just talk about when we were talking about, oh, like the first CD we bought or something like that? Do what? Where are you going? The Do, first we CD we bought. We were talking about on one of the podcasts most really, you like, what was the first CD you bought? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I told you it was hybrid, hybrid theory. And... Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Okay. Yeah, by the time fear had come out. Yeah, I, yeah, no. No. Okay. I had probably already developed a few drug habits and stuff by that point. So no, I wasn't scared of fear. <laughs> nah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't believe in ghosts, man. Not really. Okay. I've tried, you know, we've, I, I actually, we had a group of friends when we were young shitheads, we would go to, we would find out what the like infamous or, known haunted houses are or like haunted properties are we uh-huh. would drive to them and go to them and nothing would happen i don't know maybe i went to the wrong ones but yeah this is probably way beyond you because you didn't grow up here but have you ever heard of the bubble heads no so i don't even know if i know how to explain this but the bubble heads it was very it was very much like a rite of passage when we were in high school it typically it happened when you were in high school, but there was this house that was way in the woods, way up North of St. Louis, where supposedly it was a haunted house where these weird bubble headed, like people lived and they would come run after your car and chase after you and stuff. And it was a rite of passage. Like once you got your driver's license or someone in your crew had their driver's license, you would drive up there and fuck with these poor people. It was probably just some old couple with a kid with down syndrome Sad to say, but uh, it's very terrible. As I'm saying it, I I regret it coming out this way. But, <laughs> Should we edit this out? Um, <laughs> no, we don't need to edit it out. It, it, you, there's you could YouTube the Bubbleheads, and I, I think there was like a uh, a mockumentary that somebody made about it. Serious? Yeah, it, it was this big. If you grew up in St. Louis, yes, you. Huh. Yes, especially if you grew up in St. Louis and lived in the North County, North City area. Yeah. You knew what the bubbleheads were and you likely drove there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Huh. So we went and we took, you know, bottle rockets and golf balls and fucking eggs and water balloons filled with piss and shaving cream and all kinds of shit. And you didn't see anybody? No, a guy definitely ran after our car. But like I said, it was probably just the property owner pissed off because these punk ass kids are once again at his house. But you didn't get, you didn't see them? I didn't see any bubble heads, no. No. Unfortunately. No. Some people claim they have, and some people claim that they've interacted with these bubble heads and the bubble heads chase them. But, you know, everybody had their stories. But it was a, it was, ah, Google that or YouTube that. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. Yeah. Dude, did you ever do, uh, growing up, did you ever do, I know this, this sounds like very mediocre, but just like TPing or forking yards or wrapping oh, cars or anything we like that stuff? We were fucking assholes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. TPing. That's for children. Yeah. Yeah. No, we used to. So, fuck. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, this person does not listen to this. So we had we had this 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 girl that we were all friends with. We went. You know, how people would have like lawn furniture, like lawn decorations, like gazing balls, and mm-hmm. all that kind of shit. We had two trucks. We basically filled up the bed of two pickup trucks of stolen because we would steal it out of people's yards, stolen lawn furniture and decorations. Um, we took a washing machine out of off someone's sidewalk that they were leaving for the trash and put it all in this girl's yard, like <laughs> littered her yard with all of this stuff that we stole. And we we had a video camera and we waited and waited and waited and no one ever came out. She's fucking out of town. No one was home. So they got back from a vacation and saw this. Jeez. Imagine how fucking mad they were. <laughs> yeah, we were pieces of shit. Dude. <laughs> I remember shit. one year when I was in high school, a buddy, we have a friend who is paralyzed from the waist down. He got in a four-wheeler accident in high school and uh, was got paralyzed. Well, he was our driver. So we loaded up the back of um, an Equinox with toilet paper and he parks on the side road and we grab all the toilet. I'm listening. So the guy in the wheelchair is your driver? Uh-huh. <laughs> Irresponsible assholes. Go on. Go. I know, right. So uh, he parks on the side road and we all get out. We get all the toilet paper out and we're just launching and launching and launching. It's hun- hundreds and hundreds of rolls of toilet paper. And uh, some other people are like forking their yard and other stuff, you know, nothing really major. But then all of a sudden we see this cop coming down the road. So we all kind of like duck and uh, just trying to be hidden, I guess. I don't know. Well, of course, lights flip on. So all of us jump up and we all take off running into the woods. Well, the cop sees that our buddy is parked on that side road. So he pulls up behind the car, walks up to the side of the car and yells at our buddy to get out of the car. Well, he can't because his wheelchair is in the back of the Equinox. So he's t- he's trying to explain <laughs> to the cop that he's paralyzed and he can't get out of the car. And then, then the next thing we know, like 10 seconds later, he's giving up all of our names and the cop is going through a megaphone yelling at all of us to get out of the woods, like naming us by name. It was he gave you up. <laughs> he did. He gave us up, man. Oh, dude. I know. But it, it was he I guess I out. guess we had it had it coming because we kind of screwed him. <laughs> We left him there to take the. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, good times. What was his getaway plan? I don't think he had one. He, no, he can't walk, bro. <laughs> Unless he wants to go on a high speed chase, he's he's stuck there. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, man, I, I 
I sure hope my son doesn't turn into that. It doesn't do any of that shit. Is that, I mean, do you see that kind of thing around you? I don't know. I mean, did I tell you about the high school party uh, next door to me? Uh-uh. No, it, it happened after the last podcast we did. So um, last Saturday, yeah, last Saturday, and you know it's graduation time, so there are grad parties and all that shit. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe, no, I, uh, whatever it was. So whenever it was, but I'm sitting I'm sitting on my front porch, just chilling, drinking a beer. And this car, this car pulls up and it stops right in front of my house. And it's sitting there for a good 15, 20 seconds. And I'm like, what, what are they doing? These two white girls get out, young white girls, carrying a pizza, get out and start walking up my sidewalk. And I peek my, like I do, you know, turn my head, like lean over to the side a little bit. And I'm like, give them a look like, what are you doing? And they go, Oh, sorry. And they turn around walk away and walk to the left to the, you know, the neighbor's house across the street from me. And then I'm thinking, I know what this is. And they're sitting on the corner eating pizza. And then it's just like vroom, car after car, vroom, stupid kids, vroom, stupid punk ass kids, vroom, parking on, parking on my street, almost hitting my wife's car, vroom, just fucking motherfucker. So it was this giant grad party. And uh, my wife, who was already asleep, I text her, I go, there is a fucking high school party right next door. She's like, so what? I'm like, I remember how I was in high school. I'm not going to bed now because they're going to fuck with our shit. And they're going, no, she's like, no, they're not. I'm like, I just told you, I remember how I was in high school. She's like, babe, kids aren't like that anymore. You were an asshole. Not everybody's an asshole. And I'm like, fair point, but I'm still staying up. Nothing happened, thankfully. But this car really did get close to backing into my wife's car. So I like, got a little picture of their license plate. I was like, back into it again. I dare you. But uh, such a dad now. It's grumpy old man. Was, yeah, man, you're going to be the guy that's out just watching, like watching the festivities happen. I mean, that's better than being the creepy guy who wants to go party with the kids, right? Well, I didn't know how your story was going to end. <laughs> oh, I you thought I partied with these kids, bro? I didn't really? know. I didn't know. Jesus. No, I didn't party with the high school kids. No, that's that's creepy. That is kind of creepy. You remember the movie Project X? Mm, I don't think so. One of the most underrated, underappreciated high school party movies of all time. But it was it was kind of like re- they they shot it like it was like a documentary. It's a movie where they had a giant party. There was like a midget. Cars were on fire. There was a guy with a flamethrower. If you if you like YouTube the trailer, but in that movie, there's like the creep, of course, like the, the token creepy old guy that shows up and wants to party, you know, uh-huh. and I'm always like that happens in every high school party movie. But is that really based on reality? Is that does that guy really exist? Like, remember in Varsity Blues, the the fucking dude who goes to all the football parties and he looks old as fuck. They're like, you still coming to all these parties, huh? And then they hit him in the nuts with a wiffle ball bat or something well i don't know i don't know if it like actually happens but that's it's always like the old guy who wasn't cool back in the day right anything he he needs to be now yeah like uncle rico yeah or he's the guy that bought the keg because the high schoolers couldn't (laughs) oh that guy sucks (laughs) that guy sucks bad yeah yeah i remember uh my sister my sister's I don't know, three, four years younger than me, maybe. 
well, but she was in, she was in high school and my parents were out of town and she wanted to throw a party. I remember I was, I was in charge. And I was like, yeah, do I be the asshole or do I be the cool brother that lets this happen? And then, so like, I invited a bunch of friends over and we had like a different quadrant of the yard where we were hanging out and I was like taking keys from kids and like, yeah, I saw you drinking. You're not driving home. Like, you know, um, yeah, it still felt weird. Even though I was doing that. Was your sister, your sister's younger than you? Yeah. By how much? I just led that story off with that. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't active listening, bro. Active listening. I need to start drinking whiskey. I am actually. (laughs) Three, uh, three, four years, uh, four four years younger than me. Yeah. So did your parents ever find out about this party? I'm sure later we were telling stories and they found out. No, that night. No, or that, that specific instance. No, my, my parents' house was a giant party house because my oldest, my older sister's 10 years older than me. So when she was in high school, it was the party house. Like the cops knew like, Oh, the Blair house. Like if there was a noise disturbance call or if there were cars parked on the street and like the, you know, they were like, Oh fuck another, um, it was like that. And there are a lot of crazy stories and I can't believe that, you know, I was a, a kid, I was a baby and well, not a baby, but a kid, a little kid while this was going on, like being there, you know, obviously like go to your room, get out of here. But yeah, I'm, I'm picturing these German soccer players that are living in your house British, out, British, British. British. <laughs> out in the backyard partying with everybody too. <laughs> well, that my sister would have been out of high school by then, but oh, okay. yeah, there were parties then too. Yeah. There were parties then too. And I remember, uh, I don't know if I should tell this story. A specific family member of mine kicked the shit out of another family member. I'll just leave it at that. Nice. At one of these parties. Nice. And it was like the first time I remember, you know, being a kid, it's like the first time you saw an adult member of your family fight somebody and it just, it shakes you to your core. You're like, oh Uh shit, shit just got real. Maybe I shouldn't mouth off so much because that could be me someday. Maybe I won't. Yeah. It is very, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, party time. <laughs> I don't know. Be, before we go, and it's crazy that I'm the one asking you about this, Uh-oh. but you, you commented on it. How fucked are the Browns? So when this whole thing started, when they first signed Deshaun Watson, I we had this conversation and you were like, you know, what happens if Deshaun Watson gets through all this stuff Cleveland Browns say that they are, you know, they have his back through all the all of this. And if they could come back and like win a Super Bowl or something like that with Deshaun Watson, they look awesome. That has gone straight downhill <laughs> ever since. And now they're saying that Deshaun Watson, because of this new accusation and the new lawsuit against him that was done from a woman that they've never heard of before, and it's a it's a brand new lawsuit that it could void all of his contra- his guaranteed contract if he is like if he does have uh, criminal charges going against him if it goes through another grand jury. Yeah, but here's the thing. And, and, that, and that's all terrible. As a Browns fan, mm-hmm. that's terrible. But I don't care I don't care about his money. He had to have known that this could happen. The Browns had to have known right. that this could happen. Which that, that, that's that, why they worked the contract that way. But but how does this help? How does this help the situation? How does it help the team? And they just told Baker Mayfield that he doesn't have to attend minicamp. I did. I seen that too. What What do you mean? How does it help the team? 
Well, I'm saying like it, it feels like a panic decision. On on Baker? No, the signing of Deshaun Watson oh. now feels like it was a panic move. Like, oh fuck. We don't know if Baker's the guy. He's the fifth year option. We don't want to take our chances. But how let's could- get a guy who we think is better despite all the shit that's going on. That see, but there's a lot of other quarterbacks out there floating around that they probably could have got for a lot less. So why why Deshaun Watson? Why is he it the panic like, move? It feels like the worst contract ever in the so, history so of the who's, NFL. So who's, who's their third string guy? Jacoby Brissett will be the starter on opening day. Wow. That's my prediction. Huh. That's my prediction. He's right now number three on the depth chart, but as soon as Baker's gone, he's number two. And they got Josh Dobbs who didn't even play last year. Right. Huh. So, and you know what? To be honest with you, with the offense that they have and the running game that they have, I don't really mind Jacoby Brissett being my starter. I'd rather have Baker. Yeah. I'd rather have Deshaun Watson, but I don't mind it. With everything going on with Deshaun Watson and with everything um, going on with all, like, pretty much all these other quarterbacks that have already made their moves. Yeah. It's not going to surprise me if they don't make something happen with Baker, at least for another year until they can get things back up and going. I know they said that he doesn't have to attend the mini, this mini camp or whatever now, and he's not going to get anything against him for it, but maybe that's part of the deal. Maybe it's like, we're, you know, we're, we need you for another year. What do you, what do you need from us? They most certainly need him for another year. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I, if I'm, if I'm the general manager, I'm like, all right, so listen, everything that we did, we're sorry. <laughs> Please don't. Leave. Please don't. Leave. We fucked up. It's, it's, I, I follow a lot of media or Cleveland media personalities on Twitter and stuff. And one in particular has been anti Deshaun Watson since the beginning. And it's really crazy how people have turned or people will just turn a conversation to nonsense, like right out of the gate. Like she posts a bunch of stuff about like, people will be like, well, all he did was make the, the women feel uncomfortable there. There's no proof of any wrongdoing. She's like, Hey, asshole, as a man, you're not supposed to make women feel uncomfortable. So why does he get a free pass? Because he's a quarterback. And then like people would respond to things she would say and bring it, like make it racial and she would be like, well, how is this a racial? I'm confused. When did this become racial? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But it's like people will do that though. Yeah. Just to keep the conversation more heated, like just mm-hmm. keep it heated and keep it like going. And it's so fucking, it's toxic, man. I don't know what they're doing. I'm worried. I mean, have you had I think have, I told you the last time that I wasn't, but now I am. Have you heard um like the accusations like on the new lawsuit and stuff? that he's, he was inappropriate. I don't know. What, what? Just asking for really um, weird areas to be worked on is what I'll say. That's been all the women though, right? That's what they've all said, right? I mean, for the most part, I guess. And I guess one woman said that he climaxed in front of her. Not oh, on her, really? but in front of her. I haven't heard that part. I might be making that up. See, we got to go. <laughs> I, um, 
I'm going to get us canceled. That's uh, probably be the best thing for well, us. Did you but. see that my team just got bought, bought by Walmart? Yes. And it's kind of, wait, Walmart? Well, he's an heir. To, he's a Walton. He's an heir to the Walmart whatever. I thought it was somebody else. Uh-uh. For like $4.5 billion, dollars, I think. I don't know. I mean, I guess it tells me that all the money in the world is there to get whoever we want and need. But I don't know. Oh yeah, no. Okay, so I'm sorry. Yeah, no, they did. So like, we have a, a uh, we have a friend whose sister is works for one of the guys that was among, on the, in the running to buy the Broncos, but I guess they didn't end up doing it. Really? Yeah. I was like, what's up with them? Some tickets. <laughs> some tickets. But they yeah. didn't do it. So, huh? What can you do? Well, yeah, because wasn't uh, there's was a lot of names out there though. Peyton and. John Elway were out there, Kanye West and Antonio Brown. Ugh. Dude, if if somehow that happened, I I probably would have cried. That would have been bad. That would have been bad. <laughs> That's the last thing anyone needs. Yeah. For but sure. a, I mean, just football fans in general. No, you know what? People, just humans. <laughs> humans in general don't need Kanye. Owning a sports franchise. Good God. Wait, who was it? Um, the Antonio Brown thing. Who was it that came out and said that if the team, if a team signs Antonio Brown and he doesn't have any fuck ups, that they will pay the team like a large a, millions of dollars. I can't remember how many millions of dollars it was, but in but uh. it was also the same vice versa. Yeah, I recall seeing that, but I don't remember. Was, that Con- was it Kanye that did that? It might have been. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me that he remember. would do something so stupid. We got to, we got to, no, never mind. I was going to say something. Let's not do that. Let's not go there. <laughs> Let's get out of here. All right.